Right, so I've come all the way to Birmingham. Um, it might sound like we're on the beach actually, because there's some uh, there's some seagulls um, floating around outside. But I've I've come all the way to Birmingham to see Mr. Mark Finney, um, <laughs> who I was trying to remember how we met, um, but you claim that you know exactly how we met. Yeah, so. yeah. So we met because Mithy. I don't, do you remember Mithy? Yes. Yeah. Who used to put on gigs in Coventry. Um, put you guys on and I don't know how or why he got a hold of you or it might have been through the Muff Kazit guys or something like that right but he put you guys on and I think we may have spoke a few of us might have spoken through forums or something right but the first time I met you was that you played in Cov and uh, I hadn't spoken to you and I remember I think I've told you this before I remember you playing and you were like a little child Running around its the living room, right? Because you didn't have any <laughs> shoes on, right? And I remember, yeah. and I remember saying to someone like Clarky, just going, "He's got no shoes on." <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing for me for a while. I just, well, I don't like wearing shoes anyway. That's a weird thing about me that yeah. you might not know. But I think have you spoken about it before? I feel like I've heard you talk about that before on another podcast. Right? On a podcast, um, yeah. possibly, maybe, possibly. But it just it was like a comfort thing. I, yeah. think. I like to sort of feel the floor weird. Yeah. weirdly. <laughs> Did that help with your performance? Though? Yeah, yeah. Did it centre myself? Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I, I used to take off my glasses as well. Yeah. So, like, I couldn't see anyway. So I needed some sort of balance. Yeah. And I was usually drinking on stage, so you know, yeah. that's the thing. I do, I do remember a gig where I was running around quite a lot, and I think it might have been that one because there was not many people there. No. And was it the jailhouse? Or was it no, like, it was um, at the dog and trumpet. That's, that's the one I'm thinking It was of. like downstairs. A little <clears throat> little stage just off the ground. And a massive pillar in front of the stage. Yeah. It was yeah. very strange. It wasn't yeah. a stage. <clears throat> it was just a part like a of the club. It was like a yeah. club bar. But we thing. got used to that. Like, I'm sure you've played about a million venues that are literally like... Yeah. The stage is an afterthought to the venue. Yeah. And we, we played <laughs> in... Uh, when we did Love Hurts, we played in a pub in Salford. Yeah. And it was a pub, and then their side room, and the stage was clearly <coughs> like a sh- for strippers. <laughs> like it yeah, was a stage, yeah. but then the front of the stage there was a pole. Yeah, and like a little, almost like a podium. Yeah, yeah, and that was weird. Yeah. I didn't get on that stage though. Which is no. No, like no, I'm not going anywhere. No, because then you know you feel like you have to use the pole. Yeah, and <laughs> a, you don't have to require. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, that was the first time we met. Okay. And I think we, we, we spoke after the, you played. Mm. Um, and I spoke to Mark a bit. Because you know when you talk to people online in those days, and you'd be like, oh yeah, I've got a show, well, playing a show together, whatever. and then you wouldn't really talk to them. Yeah. At the show, yeah. Like that show, you wouldn't really talk to them until they'd played. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh yeah, really good gig, man. Yeah. Like, really good set, yeah. I really like that. And then you'd just chat or whatever. Well, that's how a lot of things went down because obviously like <clears throat> when you're I don't know if you got this but as a vocalist yeah you wouldn't really talk to many people or like people in other bands because drummers can speak to drummers and guitarists can speak to guitarists because yeah. they generally when they're setting up and stuff they I can guess get it's oh, different isn't it nice cymbal or whatever <laughs> or like nice cymbal nice, nice snare mate <laughs> oh, whereas vocalists can't really go I think there's a lot more competition Nice microphone. Yeah, love your yeah. microphone that you've brought yourself. Yeah. Did you ever have that, where people bring their own um, microphones and stuff? No, no. Um, 
obviously I never went around with my own equipment ever yeah exactly like, it was brilliant but yeah. um, I've had my fair share of shitty mics though like really like rusted ones yeah or ones that give you so much shocks, shocks and, yeah yeah. But yeah, never speak. You'd never have a, a moment where the band, the band before you were coming off stage, yeah, and you were going on stage, and you'd like go, oh yeah, sick, yeah, like pass the mic over, yeah, to each other. No, I just want help. Do you want help with your mic? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you you hold it in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, but like I think my <clears throat> my experience is probably a little bit different to yours because obviously I used to put on gigs yeah yeah of course so if and I we didn't really do that until later on yeah I, I used to obviously speak to all the bands as they came in saying like oh who are you Something yeah and, yeah you know where to put the stuff and everything just just like you know small talk but I think I got to know people quicker because of that yeah of course yeah and people tend to remember you if they've been put on by you as well yeah I mean I remember so many people who maybe you only put us on once or twice yeah but they're in my head forever, you know. Like yeah. Certainly, and especially if you have like a good experience with those people, yeah. or or a bad yeah. experience, like yeah. you, you can you are going to remember them. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think after that, we may have set up doing a tour together. Mm. I think that's where that came. We we played that one tour, show together because yeah. I don't think you saw us play that gig. Right. I think you might have turned up a little bit late, and I think we'd already played. That's probably likely, yeah. And. Um, but we 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 chatted afterwards and stuff, and I think we through the power of MSM Messenger, we may have, <laughs> we may have arranged to do like a, a small tour together with Muff Cousin. Yeah, I remember. Um, so we, we should probably sort of qualify this. So uh, I was in a band called Throne, and Matt was um, in a band called Counteract. Oh God! Yeah, sorry. So we're not yeah. even talking cast of Troy. So yeah, this is like well, that two thousand one maybe. Around that time before uni, wasn't it? So before yeah. I went to uni so um... yeah it would have been around the time because I think that's when me and Everett, when we all met me yeah. me James because James so Jamie James Clark Tom and Elliot were all they all went to school together yeah and then we met at college mm. with James Fowler who wasn't in Counteract right I was the drummer yeah and there was another singer and there was another singer I can't remember his name Dave Ward that's it very yeah. strange interesting strange. chap yeah, yeah. Um, and I played drums very badly <laughs> it's very strange very very strange band because we just did it to it was be good. Like... it was good fun though Like, but that's what it was it was just to yeah. have a laugh and make a load of noise really we weren't mm. very good at mm. what we did um, we tried <laughs> to rip off like sludgy bands aggressive bands like Rage and Speedhorn and stuff like I that I remember yeah it was, it was a lot more kind of basic compared to Castle Troy wasn't yeah. it it was like riff after riff yeah like it wasn't really kind of like very thought out no. like no offence no no it wasn't <laughs> and, if, and I think it was <coughs> the fact that I couldn't play the drums very well mm. and, it, and it, it was I'd never played the drums went to college we had to do a, we got put in, in a band together mm. except for Jamie Jamie wasn't there but me Clarkie and um, Elliot Tom Elliot got put in a band together and I just went yeah I'll, I'll play drums right brilliant and um, that's, that, that's how it happens sometimes yeah that's how Fred played drums in Fred really? like so we needed a drummer he was very good at picking up random instruments like he played the clarinet and the guitar and all sorts yeah and we said do you want to just try the drums and he, he sort of like kept a, a rough beat for the first practice then practiced for like two weeks and was incredible and yeah we like, right he's okay. such a good drummer as well like I think he's really underrated 
he doesn't rate himself either so really? yeah and he's like oh I'm having to teach myself um, drums again because uh, he's not played them for like two and a half years because yeah. he lives in Vietnam so another bit of context we all played in bands around the same time and one of those bands is reforming soon people who've listened to the podcast before will know that it's Merrimai Disaster from Sheffield uh, and my old band Flatlands who Fred was in are reforming for that as well so Fred's mm. having to literally teach himself how to play again really. I, I, I think he's so good and obviously because when we toured together he like, kind of helped me out a lot yeah. with the equipment and stuff like that um, but yeah I, I thought he was really underrated he's one of those people that I can imagine because he doesn't do anything too flashy mm. people don't think he's like amazing you yeah. know what I mean people just yeah. think oh, he's a good drummer but mm. he is like he hits the snare drum like ridiculously hard yeah but it's cutting like it's it yeah. just sounds perfect yeah. yeah and I've always always rated Fred yeah, yeah I think a lot of people used to come up to us and say your drummer is amazing and like you used to go I should have you know like you didn't yeah. really know how to take it and I can understand that absolutely yeah, yeah. but yeah we um, we met college uh, yeah I, I, I just blagged playing drums really <laughs> I, was, I was so yeah. bad at it I didn't know anything about the equipment I was using <laughs> um James Fowler helped me out a lot mm. like um, with just even putting a snare onto a snare stand right that's yeah. how how much because yeah, yeah. James came on to with us didn't he I think so yeah, yeah. he came on to yeah. and he, he used to set up my drums because I couldn't do it <laughs> well to be fair like for those who don't play drums it, it is a complicated thing to put together it's not like you just, just turn up in. and, and yeah. put cymbals on and that's it it's literally like every piece of that drum kit needs aligning to where you're sitting yeah exactly. and then even when you sat down you can you can start playing you're like oh this isn't right and you'll see drummers you know literally changing getting up between songs yeah, exactly. changing things around yeah. and it's not easy and it moves around if, especially if you haven't got something in front of you yeah i mean i've i've been a drummer in inverted commas for a bit and i had great fun but it was such a stress like you'd be halfway through a gig and your bass drum would be creeping into the crowd yeah yeah, yeah. and you're like I'd have to what, get, ask what? my guitarist to like stand with his yeah. foot on it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really struggled because I'm, I'm, I can't. Uh, I've just not got very. I've got good rhythm. Yeah. But I can't like coordinate my feet <laughs> very well. Yeah. yeah. So even now, if I drum like on the table, mm. my what what I think is I'm always playing a cymbal with like my foot. Yeah. When yeah. I should be playing a bass, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm playing it. I'm hitting yeah. the cymbal with my foot. It's really weird. But I yeah, it's weird because I, mean, I, I watched Fred drum for years and years. I used to literally like face him most of the time in, yeah. in Flatlands, so I kind of like put together that pattern. But I, mine was so ropey. I had no internal metronome, so I was just like, "Well, I hope I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing four yeah. beats, but if if they're in time with anything else, I don't know." But well, I I just uh, if, if you listen, if you ever listen back to Counteract, um I don't know if people can track, track them down. Can you actually? Clark, I, I, I bet you Clark has got some. Yeah. There's no Bandcamp. No. No. no MySpace is long gone. So. I, I tried my hardest to get rid of that <laughs> all evidence. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. It, yeah. it was. I just used to play along mm. with with the mm. guitars, and that's not how you meant no. to play the drums. <laughs> You're meant to be the bass for them. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. But yeah, we we were terrible. It was really random. What actually happened was we were meant to go and do some shows in Scotland. Mm. And Dave, the singer, basically just said no. Because right. we don't get paid. And we won't have anywhere to stay. Right. And it's too cold. 
Because <laughs> we just went, well, we'll just sleep in the van if we have to. Yeah. And he said, no, it's too cold. And we just went, okay, well, I had a discussion between us without him. And um, just said, like, yeah, we, we, we don't think you'd be in the van anymore. That really awkward, like, yeah. conversation where you think that... Uh, it's the most important thing in the world and it's not <laughs> it's yeah like yeah. um there's someone to eat so it is important but um yeah and then we decided that we wanted James father to play drums and for me to do vocals because <coughs> I'd done I'd uh and Seven Escape had played at Own yeah. Fest I don't yeah. know if you remember yeah were you put Own Fest on yeah yeah of course me. yeah yeah um and Mark couldn't come because he was working. Mm. So I did. I was meant to do vocals with them for one song as, on the day because mm. I think Calrat played earlier in the day. Yeah. And just as a laugh, and it wasn't. I've never done vocals before, and I think I ended up doing most of their set with them. Yeah, I remember that. Actually. And like, yeah. I cut my head open, and yeah, I just like because yeah. Lincoln was lots of fun to play. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, I just lost the plot a little bit. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. And then I think from that, I think everyone like Clarky and Tom and stuff were just like, you should just do vocals. Yeah. And we should get Jane Files to play drums. And we started as natural start. Cast yeah. of Troy. Yeah. So that band went on for quite a while, didn't it? Like, well, no, you know what? Well, we always think it does, but I th- yeah, it's probably about two or three years, wasn't it? I've remembered it wrong. <laughs> We changed to Castor Troy, then I played drums in Castor Troy, and Dave did vocals, and we toured with Throne as Castor Troy. That's right. Yeah, you just you just we just changed, changed to Castor Troy, right. yeah. but with Dave still in the band. Yeah. So you toured with Dave then? You must have done that tour with Dave. I seem to yeah, because I seem to remember you being on drums because you used to do this thing of having your hand in the air when you played the snare on yeah. the zone. Yeah. Um. And in the end, we started copying you in the crowd. Yeah. The crowd. <laughs> yeah. The crowd. So yeah. we have to say this tour was an absolute farce. It was, oh, it was loads of fun. Horrible. But like, show wise, it was show wise, it was terrible. The the thing I remember most is going to the Pack Horse in Leeds, which is still a venue and it's still doing really well. Oh God! Yeah. And they were refurbishing the room that we were playing. So the person who put us on, I don't even know who it was. There was a band, and I remember the exact band who played with us. They were called uh, Then the Rains Came. Right, okay. And they played. Were they like a sort of trendy band, by any chance? No, they were kind of like just a sludgy hardcore band. So, like two vocalists. Right. Quite good. Yeah. They played, and then it turned out they were the only people watching us. Yeah, and I remember there was a girl. I mean, this is a conversation, a story I probably shouldn't tell. I won't tell it. Okay. Mark gave her a nickname. Right. Mark okay. Thomas gave her a nickname. Right. And of course. There was a song at the time that he changed the lyrics to the song to fit. Because we were really it. mature and obviously like yeah. really respectful of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember that, that the whole room was full of sawdust, or like some sort of like mortar yeah. like brick dust because yeah. it'd been knocking things down and it was just awful. Like the whole night was just like it was horrible. Just terrible. And we went all the way to Southampton. <sighs> God, to yeah. play a gig and there was no one there either but we met Sunshine Republic that night yes so that was the first yeah, time we met did. Uh, Jeff and Perry and all those guys yeah um, I'm trying to think of other gigs on that tour oh there was a really terrible one in Birmingham and I always forget yeah. what the pub was called can you remember that 
it was called I think it was called the George it's not too far from Custard Factory it's not it's on the corner yeah. I, I think it was called the George or something George it's I'm huge sure huge out. pub but it's like the basement yeah but loads of really good bands played there it was like a working men's club stage yeah. wasn't it Think but again, no one there. Municipal Waste might have played there, yeah. and Narcosis Daughters. Yeah. Like, they have good gigs. Yeah. Whoever used to <laughs> put gigs on there. Just not ours. Just not our one. <coughs> yeah, and that was, that was literally... James Fowler wasn't on the talk, so I remember he came to that show. Right. And, right. Um, yeah, that was a difficult one. Mm. I think there was no one there for that yeah. show. I remember Mufkazit, which is Nick Ruskell, who's now reviews editor at Kerrang! Or, or something else at Kerrang! And Rob... And they'd fallen out that night, <laughs> and they weren't talking. And then I think we just like went, "Come on, we've got to spend a few more days together. Like, just make up." So they did. Yeah. And then they were all dancing on stage. At yeah. Because yeah. we're like, "Well, there's no one here. Let's just get everyone on stage." I remember someone doing press ups on the stage, messing about. Good. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the usual stuff. It was yeah. It was a. Uh, um, but then we played the grapes on that yeah, tour, and that was really good. And that was the first time we met Miramar's Zasta. Yeah. And I think they were own. They'd only just formed as a yes. band. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I remember Stocky and Slowmo saying, "We've just started a band." Right. They right. they were at the show and they were they were like, "Well, they were at the when we were loaded in and yeah. they were just there." Yeah. And then they because they were like Stocky was like, "I'll come to the court tonight after you played." Yeah, and, like, and we did. And like because he was DJing yeah. and yeah, that was a really good night. But the the show was probably one of the worst shows I played. Really? personally yeah, I remember it being really really bad because um, slow-mo was like talking to me about drum stuff quite a lot and I think it probably made me quite nervous to play the show oh, right, okay. um, because I was terrible yeah and I just remember having a bad show right I just, I just was, remember it was that a gig with a band called Hiram I remember the name but I don't remember playing that show Remember, I remember you having an argument with them on stage once at the Grapes, but I can't really? remember. Yeah, you got there's loads. S- there's loads of stuff I do not remember. <laughs> like, honestly, there's so much well, stuff I don't remember. I think someone from that band was like not taking the ramp off fast enough, and you were like stood there with an amp, going, "Come on, like get off." Yeah. And the guy went, "Oh, he's being a prick, lads. He's being a prick." And you were like, "I'm not being a prick. I just oh, want to get on stage." Oh no, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something about that band. Castro and Counteracts mm. was that we were unnecessarily aggressive <laughs> like, <laughs> to everyone around to everyone <laughs> and I think it comes from that whole just aggressive metal yeah punk yeah being like we don't give a shit like <laughs> and, and like why couldn't you be like a knobhead in that scene do you know what I mean why 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 do you have to be nice to everyone? Yeah. Why Why can't you just be like, well, I like fighting, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I, I just think we were like, we had a, an attitude of we don't really give a fuck about yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, which wasn't necessarily good because... I found um, it really funny, to be honest. Like, I, I knew you were like that and I was I was always like super nice to you and I think it kind yeah. of like shocked you a little bit. You were like, but wait a minute, like, yeah. why is it being nice? But we were to everyone. We were nice, we were nice to people, but like, I wasn't, I wasn't scared of saying someone was like, like, I, I wasn't going to be friends with someone just mm. because they were in a in good a band, band yeah. like, yeah. or, or if they bought, thought their band were good or, 
just because they're a nice person yeah. I'm not going to go your band's really good not I, when I don't like them I just love the fact that Castro did not take themselves seriously at all no and it was almost to like your credit because like all the bands around you were like you know doing really well and, and like very serious and level headed yeah. and you just come on and like cut through that yeah <clears throat> there was a really funny instance where someone said like oh you've got to have a biography for this gig and he went oh, I think James Fowler just literally copied the hate breed wicked yeah, idiot no, it is. Yeah. and just put yeah. Caster Troy so it's like yeah, Caster yeah. Troy is a hard hitting hardcore yeah. band from New York <laughs> and they, they have um, proved again and again yeah. that they're top of their hardcore game and stuff like and I found that hilarious but obviously other people were like what do they think they're doing yeah like, people didn't like that <laughs> no. people read them and that like I think you either got it or, or we didn't and yeah. a lot of people didn't Yeah, and it probably hindered us quite a bit with gigs and stuff like that and being friends with people that we we should have really been friends with and not been knobs but I think like because <laughs> we change, we did change from being like arseholes to just being like well we don't give a fuck mm. Um, but like we kind of know that we're not really shit yeah it did change and I don't know I think there are some regrets around Castor Troy um, that were I don't know this, I didn't I didn't want to be like this but I think we had we did have the opportunity to be a lot bigger than we were mm. and if we'd played the game how they everyone wants yeah. you to play the game then yeah. we, we we would have been a lot more successful but I, I just wasn't willing, ever willing to do that because yeah. it's because you would literally see bands like being best mates with someone and then you talk to them and they slag that person off yeah like it would happen so yeah. much yeah or you'd be talking to someone that you're very good friends with in bands mm. and they'll just stop talking to you to talk to someone else yeah. like mid-sentence and yeah. ignore oh, you yeah, absolutely. like ignore you for the yeah, yeah. for the for the rest of the, the, the night or whatever because they want to be best friends with this person that can help them in yeah. some way whether it be putting on a gig or putting a, a mention give mention them to other people yeah. or whatever I, I just wasn't really I, I, I didn't want to do that in any way yeah I mean I, I think my band flat, we, we were like a band at the same time as you and I feel like we got a lot of opportunities that we couldn't take up because a lot of our band were like a bit older and had full time jobs yeah. like me and yeah. the drummer were at university Yeah, the others had like nine to fives and like it's we had difficult. other bands around us saying like oh well why didn't you take that and it's like well they can't get a holiday off work they yeah. can't just drop it you know yeah. drop out of their lives it's, they've got quite important it's mad isn't it now do you think that if you did it now you probably would have done more more gigs no because we we played like uh, unusually we we really went out on the road we had like yeah. four or five really long tour, well not really long not in terms of like proper bands yeah. but like 10 day tours yeah. probably for, about for, five for small local bands that's yeah. 10 days a lot in we the did, UK yeah, I mean, yeah, and we did. I think we did two two week tours in like two thousand six or something. Oh, you like went in, to Europe with someone as well, didn't you? Yeah, we went to Europe, and that was just before we split up. But like, 
we we packed them in and we and we used to play nearly every weekend there was a gig somewhere because right. I was at uni and I had all the time in the world to like book gigs and it was like I, instead of going to uni properly and like you know actually doing what's meant to be doing yeah. I sat on my computer in my bedroom in Sheffield and I just put our music out there saying can we play your gig can we play your gig yeah. and because I could put on gigs as well we got lots of gig swaps so I bought a lot of bands to Sheffield and yeah. it, it usually resulted us in, us in you know playing somewhere else but like, there was weird things like we couldn't break into Leeds at all. Really? Never had a good Leeds gig ever. We played a house show with you got uh, with uh, Montana actually, on that tour. That was on that tour, yeah. But that was the only time That's we had a good, good show, reception in Leeds. Like every other time was like playing to them. And in in effect, we should make we should have made perfect sense to Leeds because we were a post metal band. You know, playing like neurosis style stuff, yeah. with a quirk, just didn't. It just didn't happen. Uh, yeah, we didn't know the right people, strange. and you know, some people like would play there every week, and you'd be like, "What's going on? Like, are we just not the right sound, or do we not know the right?" People? Yeah, but, you know, it just happens, doesn't it? I think there was like we used to get messages off quite a few bands, mm. and those bands now are quite successful or have been yeah, quite successful, yeah. and I'm talking like huge, huge yeah. bands. And uh, I think we I know some of them you're talking about actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'd, we'd just ignore them mm. because we weren't weren't necessarily like because they weren't big at the time, but we were just like, yeah, cool. We've got a cool name. Like, great. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 maybe it's just like being a knob, but it's just I, I could never be asked with the, the back and forth of like, yeah, being like sucking up to each other online yeah. I mean there were some bands and there were, there were some bands that we made friends with that went on to do to do well and um, I'm still friends with some of them mm. and that was just a natural like we had architects stayed at my house one night because we played together in Birmingham and we played like quite a few shows with them anyway but I stayed friends with a couple of them in, in that band yeah and, and I'm still friends with them now Um but we didn't want anything from them. We didn't want, yeah. and they were on a very different path to what we yeah. were on. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it was just very strange, very very strange. Because I think yeah. now, I wouldn't suck up to people as much. Well, I wouldn't suck up to people at all. I wouldn't play the game as if you meant to play it, and I would just do it. I'd, I'd do it more on my own terms rather than just not playing the game but not doing anything yeah because that's what we did we yeah. just didn't do anything because we were just like well we don't need to we do this bang because we enjoy doing it yeah but yeah it's, it was a weird one Castor Troy yeah, and we were a band that you either like loved or hated yeah and and I think if you listened to us you'd probably go oh yeah they're alright and then you'd see us and then it depend on what mood I was in <laughs> you would have an opinion on yeah. us after that <laughs> I mean, I, I I saw you so many times, and like I think the best ones were when you were a bit annoyed. Yeah. Like you'd have a bit of an, more energy to it. Yeah. Whereas if not, you'd be kind of like you could see that you weren't bothered. I didn't want to be there. Yeah. 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 But which you, is it, it's shitty. Well, you know, but you can't change how you feel. About but you know what? There, it's, you know. I think it's a, from a performance point of view that was just something that I did, that I just I'd walk onto stage. Like I'm fucking 
Chris Martin. <laughs> uh, I'd walk <laughs> we'd play, we'd yeah. start playing and it'd be in that moment that I'd either be like yeah. or Fuck, let's yeah. do it. Like, let's yeah. do this. And it wasn't that I was bored, it was just that I just think, Well, we're just playing music, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like yeah. what 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 have I gotta to do to yeah. for this to be enjoyable for for anyone else mm. when I'm not doing it for anyone else. Yeah. Weird. I I found being on stage was very strange. Like I, I did like five years, five solid years of gigs as as flatlands, and I got I got a bit bored with the whole like. The there's a really I don't, have you seen that um, meme page on Facebook now? It's called like Sorry I didn't come to the show. No. And it's all about like local bands, right? Okay. And like what they say on stage and stuff. Oh, very good. So it's like, oh, can any, everyone take two steps forward? Yeah. Or you know. Thanks for coming out so early, or yeah. you know, just, oh, we've got merch. Oh, come, and buy, come and buy a t-shirt, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm really bored with that. So after a while, I started to just talking absolute garbage. Yeah, on stage, and people were really, really confused by that because yeah. they were like expecting us to go, "Hi, we're Flatlands. Look, look at our MySpace. Look at our yeah, whatever. Come and buy a CD. Oh, come buy a record." It, it gets so boring, doesn't it? As a, as a vocalist, as yeah. a, having to do all that shit. So I just said, "Oh, this next song's about teapots and and how um, <laughs> when you scale in a teapot, you you don't know where all the muck goes, but it's there somewhere or something like that." Yeah, and people yeah. would be like, "What so are you on about?" Like the band would start playing over me because they were so frustrated. Yeah. Um, See, I, I did. Great. I remember one of the first gigs I did as on vocals for Castor Troy, mm. and it was in Bournemouth. And it was the Sunshine Republic guys were playing mm. as well, and because um, were they from around, were they from Southampton or were they from Bournemouth? They're from Bournemouth in London, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they were putting the gig on, and it was at oh, I don't know. I want to say like the, the fire station or something, Bournemouth mm. or the old fire station, yeah. and um, bit of a weird room. The setup and everything, and uh, the stage was like super high, mm. and like the side of the stage was obviously where the toilets were. So you had to walk past the stage, go to the toilets, and uh, the bar was at the back, and everyone was just stood at the back by the bar. So there was this like massive room, yeah, with no one standing in it. And yeah. I think we were the first band on, and we decided to bring our own light in. I don't know if you remember, remember that. We yeah, we had yeah. that little, like, strobe, but it was like a really crap strobe. We yeah. made sure it was like really crap. Yeah, and. Um, we asked to turn the lights off on the stage and stuff and they, they, everything was cool about doing that but it was like terrible and especially because Sunshine Republic had their own light in yeah. and that was like amazing yeah <laughs> and, uh, but um, I, I, I said well the first thing I said is that it was like it must have been like the second show I'd ever done on, on vocals I said can everyone come forward like come forward and no one did and uh, I'd never said it again yeah in Castor Troy yeah I did. I didn't love hurts, but I was way more just like, yeah. I made people come forward because yeah. I was just like, you fucking come forward now. Yeah. Cause I'm, I don't want to play. Yeah. If you're just gonna stand <laughs> over there, um, <coughs> then I'd obviously probably matured a lot more and mm. realised that I could just say whatever I wanted to the audience. Yeah. But at that point, and it actually did like made me go, oh fucking hell, we'll no one cares yeah. what what I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is weird in my world because that's <laughs> what I've got to say. <laughs> but that did that affected uh, affected how I was on stage a little bit mm. just well, from that one that gig. Just one experience. That's, yeah, because it was an early an early show in vocals, yeah, and I was nervous enough as it was. Mm. 
Um, I don't know. I think I got all my like awkward gigs out of the way when Throne was first a band. So yeah. like when Adam joined Throne towards the end of that, and it, it became like Mark Two. But yeah. in the beginning, we sounded like Orange Goblin or Black Sabbath. Right, and I used okay. to sing like yeah, really badly, really like yeah. sing. And um, we played some really awful gigs, like in with bands that we had no business playing with, and who hated us. Yeah. Um, and the only the only good gig we played without um, being like the sludgy version of Throne was at the Old Angel. Yeah. And Chris from Bumsnog put us on. Okay. Yeah. And we went right. Okay. Like I remember, <laughs> this is quite funny. So Mark came up to me and said, "Right, me and Ed have had a chat, and." we've realised there's people around here who will really like what we do so we're going to really try on the stage I was right, like what okay. do you mean and he goes we're going to like throw ourselves about a bit and like have a yeah. good time I was like alright so we all went mental on stage yeah. and yeah the room went crazy because we, cause really? we went crazy yeah, I was yeah. like that's so strange that that can happen I mean um, we we used to do that oh yeah well, that's what I was going to sort of lead on to like, yeah. not so much you but the rest of the band used to literally like it's Dillinger escape plan thing, isn't it? It's well, like, yeah, it was, and and we just ripped that off, just Ed, throwing me, guitars me, around. And me, Clark, and Tom, uh, we were all massive fans of Dillinger, mm. but live especially. Yeah, like, uh, as you know, like they're so intense live, mm. incredible, incredible band live, um, and we were just like we 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 just felt like yeah, we need to do something like that. Mm. We need to just like go mad because yeah. we're playing similar music. Yeah, was well, obviously they're a lot better than us, but. <laughs> They were a massive influence, like yeah. those, uh, those whole run down kind of yeah. like run down the scales super fast mm. kind of thing, and um, yeah, we thought we needed to be like like that, mm. and uh, it got to a point where we were kind of always like that. But then we did, we did, we played a gig once, and we did like uh, it was like we had this opening song. It's on. It's on the the. Cast Troy record it's like the middle track that's like really long <coughs> it's like really slow yeah and it's it's like there's like a clean guitar oh, yeah, at yeah. the beginning then yeah. it goes into like this like chuggy sort of riff mm. we, we that was basically just an intro mm. to the set that we wrote just a chuggy bit yeah and um, we were playing that like it was like the second time we played it and me and James kind of like were like we were like playing the song but we both noticed that it looked very synchronised mm. in the way everyone was moving on, on the stage and we had a conversation after and just went we've got to stop doing that because it does really look stupid <laughs> when we shouldn't have cared yeah. but we were just like no nah, looks, that looks stupid I don't know it's like the fine line between like looking like chaotic and, and amazing and part like you've done a dance routine yeah like we've done it and, like we've <laughs> yeah. we've rehearsed it and yeah. practiced it and stuff I've seen bands literally like write something on the bottom of the guitars and at one point in a song will lift up the guitars really? and it's like stop that's, that's really lame yeah. yeah 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 I mean performance wise that's like I said we would love this or hated us in that sense because mm. people wouldn't like that mm. some people would just be like like beard scratchers would just be like Mm. not sure I'm not sure about this <laughs> they think they're really good like when obviously we, we thought we were shit that was always the thing though because we we always used to tell you you were good and I remember reviewing um, 
uh, this city will destroy us. Yeah. The record, the album, I guess the ten, yeah, ten minutes. Yeah. Is it nine tracks? Yeah. So you can like call that, that an album. Can't ten you? minutes. All all started with a four a four count on the snare. Yeah. Brilliant. Do you know where we got that from? Uh, the Locust. Yeah, they did I, that. I actually, remember seeing, yeah. like, uh, was it like Hellfest or something mm. like that? And the Locust do it before. Well, a lot of grind bands do that. Do they? Yeah, like, do, 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 brr, yeah. you know. Um, so that, but that was, I'd, I'd seen the Locust do that. And it wasn't like, oh, I think the Locusts are amazing, that we've got to do that. Yeah. It was just that I thought it was quite cool. Yeah. And I was like, we should start a song like that. And yeah. then it just ended up being that we did that. That was yeah. just our counting. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, yeah. lots of bands did that. <laughs> <laughs> that was always interesting. But yeah, I remember like doing that review, and you guys couldn't believe that I'd loved it. You were like, "Really? Thank, thanks so much." But really, like, like yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Like, and it, people still talk about that. And I know you probably don't know this, but like, people do still discuss that record. Like, I mm. talk to people in Sheffield and Nottingham and wherever, and they talk yeah. about that. That it was a really interesting record. Like, it's ten minutes of just full on yeah like intense stuff and it's it's great with that little break in the middle yeah it's funny because that break as well <laughs> it's funny that it's 10 minutes long and i think that track might be about three minutes long yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the night before we record it we just didn't have most Enough. of that track we just had the the chuggy bit in the middle and we just said like we need to make this a bit longer um so we wrote that because it's not that good it's just weird. I think it's all right. it, I think it's just like e, it like two chords yeah. being strummed, and it sounds a bit weird. It does sound. It, it's. I'm glad that it doesn't sound like loads of, like bands that do that sort of music. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds a bit weird, a bit different, maybe.
so that was um, the slow one we talked about first, fourth, sixth uh, and then the title track from This City Will Destroy Us worst one worst, <laughs> worst one worst, worst track there's a bit in that where there's like a bass bit where it goes like doo-doo, doo-doo, that's my favourite bit we stopped playing it because we hated it yeah, so we stopped playing I that bit, stopped playing that, yeah. and it would just be like loads of feedback, and then the little comeback into it. Brilliant. I hate it. I don't know why we put it in there. It it's sounds so- like um, the theme tune to like kids show. Yeah, like Seinfeld or something. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like, like diddle, diddle, diddle. it's really stupid. Yeah. it's like I don't know why we did it, and then it's got that tapping bit on it, and it was like. I really like that track and I think a lot of people probably do. There's parts of it that I like, but you know when like at that time mm. tapping was cool? Yeah. Like that those tapping like riffs well, were like really cool to do. That's a that's a band we should probably talk about, which don't get enough attention. So Eight by Sapien. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. So they, they were a band for about, I don't know, probably about a year or two, and I think they're from Brighton. Yeah. And the the singer killed himself like accidentally. Yeah, yeah it was an accident, yeah. He like jumped on some tracks in in an underground station, like showing off when he was drunk. And yeah, it was, himself. from what I know of it, and like I, I doubt anyone that I don't remember knows his name. Him, to be honest. Uh, Jules, Jules, that's it. Um, yeah, I doubt anyone that knows him really well. <coughs> listen to this, but he um, he'd been doing loads of mushrooms, right, okay. with some people, and one of the people was. Uh, that guy that won Big Brother that had Tourette's. Oh, Pete. Pete. Pete yeah. with a little hat. Yeah. Yeah. He had like a mohican. Yeah. They were best mates. Yeah. So they were all doing drugs. Yeah. And they were apparently crawling around the streets. Right. And they accidentally walked onto the train line. Yeah. And he got electrocuted. Yeah. Because it was in the paper. Because I remember when he went into Big Brother, he said, like, oh, you know, like, I've, I've had some really horrible had, stuff happen. And yeah. It turned out it was like, oh, it's this guy from a band that Yeah, it was really, really random, wasn't it? Because apparently, apparently said that when he went in the Big Brother house, this is weird that we're talking about Big Brother, <laughs> he went in the Big Brother house, he kept on talking about his best friend died. Yeah. And he'd come to him in a dream and mm. said, apply for Big Brother, you'll win it. Right. You're going to win it. Yeah. And Did he, he win? Yeah, and oh, he, right. he ended yeah. up winning because he had Tourette's. So right. obviously, yeah, lots of people enjoyed that. Not in a funny way, but they, they obviously were compassionate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he he won it, but that and and then it came out that it was Jules from from Eight yeah. Station. So, I mean, but yeah, we, sorry, we idolised that band. I don't know about you guys, but Inc- we saw them like about. incredible live band. Yeah. like absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I think they stopped. They stayed at James Fowler's house when they played in Coventry mm. once. They played in Coventry a few times. Yeah, because I'm sure we played with them in the Old Angel a few times, and we saw them support someone huge in Nottingham as well. But they played Sheffield, right? Mm. So there's this club called the Fez Club, and it's basically. Oh, uh, I think we might have played there. Might, oh, you, is it on the corner? Is it like on the corner? Yeah, like it's that? Like, it looks like a, an office building. It used to be like a Ponarnar club or something. Is it not there anymore? No, I don't think. Well, yeah. if it is, I'm, I'll be surprised. But I think we played there. It was it, a different band. Yeah, you probably did. It was like an occasional place to play. Like it was yeah. a weird one. So it it got known in in the sort of like after it was a gig venue. In it used to open till like seven or eight in the morning on yeah. a weekend. So yeah. it was a place where you'd go if you were still drinking after all the pubs shut. Yeah, yeah. And he was just dodgy because of that. But they put on Charger, 
and Eight by Sapien with no Sheffield support one day, yeah, yeah. and me and three other people went to the gig. Really, and we wow. stood like in front of them and watched them, and they were like incredible. That's mad. And we bought his charger with like they intense, were massive, yeah. intense live as yeah. well. They were like quite a, 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 just really heavy. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was strange, but like Eight by Sapien, like they only had, I think one. Um, demo out or something yeah I did and then they signed to Undergroove and then I think the album never came out there no. is an album out there somewhere really someone got a copy of it but wow. it never came out but um, oh, yeah lot, I want to hear that That's, if, um, if I can if I can find the demo I'll play it on here um, but, yeah do it because they, they were just live because he I don't know if he every time I saw them live <coughs> he would have his top off and he had this like incredible back tattoo yeah like the spine on top of his spine yeah. kind of thing yeah but he was like yeah he looked a bit like in a trance when yeah. he played didn't he like the way he used to actually play the tap notes yeah. was incredible yeah. like um, without losing it because I think a lot of, a lot of the time if you see bands do that it kind of something drops there's out there's always a bomb note and there's always like it was brilliant yeah. every time I saw him yeah time. such a good that's the three pieces as well, weren't they? Yeah. Like, just like yeah. bassist, special. And the bassist was really good as well. Yeah. But they're just a great band, you know, in general. Um, really interesting to watch. Um, so yeah, if, if we've, um, if we get able to find it then, I think the song was called Punishing Riffler 1 yeah. and 2. Or yeah. Yeah. Parts 2 and 3 or something. Yeah, I remember. Um, so yeah, great sort of like little missing bit of Sheffield, well not Sheffield, like, just that scene alternative yeah yeah so I wonder what they would have done after that or if they'd have become massive because they were so good it was felt like we were like witnessing something at the start of something really good yeah and I but wonder then, what that basis went on and did actually yeah it'd be interesting to see went on but then I feel like I felt like that the, they were probably too sounds really stupid but too good to be like a big band because you I think people wouldn't get them like people would just go like you would either from a musician like being in a band point of view be yeah. like they're incredible yeah. whereas someone just going to a gig might be like it's too yeah, complicated it's, for them. Yeah, yeah songs it's too, right. songs too long yeah like, like, do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, like, yeah 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 so yeah I don't know I don't know how well they would have done I think they fit on that label I think they they would have done well with that label yeah and they would have got good reviews in in the press, if they'd if they'd actually can't continue, but yeah, yeah, it's a real real shame uh, that one. I, I I very rarely think about them. Then, like someone will say something, and I'm like, oh yeah, I think um, two or three of my friends have still got the t shirt. Really, because it's like a cityscape. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. big square. Um, yeah, so if if anyone knows what what ended up happening with the drummer and the bassist, then we'd be really interested to know. Mm. I'm sure, like, um, we'll mention it during the um, promotion of this podcast. So see if we can get any. Any answers? Because that's a really interesting yeah. time, isn't it? It's a because people like James, uh, James Fowler, and a few of the people come to probably would probably have a lot more to say about them because they they yeah. had more uh, sort of uh, interactions with them and stuff. Yeah, I know Mark um, got a bit pally with with Jules for for the short time that we knew them. So yeah, yeah interesting. <laughs>
Um, I was going to throw you a curveball actually yeah. before. So I'm excited. I've been in, I've been in loads of different bands, but I I remembered on the way over here another band that you were in for oh, like five God. minutes. Jesus. Chapters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they're like a bit younger than you, weren't they? And you joined them on, on vocals or something. I can't remember the so timeline. They, they, like when it was. So it was a band that was created. Um, for me, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> around, um, around my accident. <laughs> yeah, um, no, they. Uh, you put out an advert. Yeah, yeah, I just no time wasters. Yeah, <laughs> looking um, for musicians for Mark Finney. Yeah, um, <laughs> Mark Finney's new vanity project. <laughs> yeah. No, they were two of my really good friends, Dom, um, who I lived with very mm. recently. Did, did you meet Dom? I think I've met I think you've met them, yeah. Other than the band. Yeah. Um, yeah, I lived with them for a couple of years. And Alec, uh, like old Alec, who um, was a guitarist, who is now, he's just a tour manager. Mm. Now he's he, he works with quite a lot of bands. Um, and I talk to him like every day still. He's one of my very close friends. Um, and then one of their mates. And I feel like Dan Fowler as well. The youngest Fowler, the, the middle Fowler, yeah, was the bass player. Mm. He was, um, and obviously he was in Love Hurts and and Seventh Gate. Um, yeah, so it was weird, bit of a weird one. We mm. Alec was trying to start a band. I, I, Don was trying to start a band. Uh, just asked me if I wanted to do vocals. Um, I did some interesting vocals. <laughs> I think I stepped out of my comfort zone a bit and uh, tried to do something different. It's good to do it now and again, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, some of the songs were, I, I really enjoyed. Mm. I really liked it. Mm. Um, and but it got a bit complicated. Uh, I was very uh, at the time. I think maybe I, I had a lot going on. Mm. Work. Um, Probably some, uh, probably start of certain mental health issues as well at that point. Mm. Not the best time to start a band then, maybe. Well, no, I'd been doing it for a while. Oh, right. And then we got a new drummer. That was it. Right. We got a new drummer because Steph had to leave for uni, I think. Well, he was going, yeah, he was leaving Coventry. Um, And we we got Christoph, who we'd done various bands with. Um, And he, uh, for him, to have the amount of practices and write new songs with a new drummer, I just couldn't commit to it. And I got to a point where I was just like, I can't, I just can't do anyone. Yeah. I felt really bad about it. Alec, Alec, I think, Alec wasn't best pleased with me at the time, um, which is fair enough. Um, yeah, and then they got a lad called Christy on vocals who was doing a band at the time. And I don't know if you ever saw them, called Manuscripts. They're from Leamington, Birmingham. No. And they were really good, yeah, really, really good band. Uh, but they were like, I, I might be wrong, but they might they were like sixteen, seventeen. They, right. were, they were quite young, yeah. But they got him to do vocals, and it, they they wrote a lot of songs. They're really good. They, yeah. they, they, but they did it for a very short amount of time then. Right. Um, and I remember they did a show with Hammers, and I was really gutted. Yeah, because <laughs> I was just like, Hammers just, are so good. I just left the yeah. band, and you play with Hammers, who yeah. I've like absolutely love. Yeah. Such a fun band. Yeah, um, I think Diet Pills did some shows with them, so obviously yeah. I was I was working with Diet Pills, mm. um, so I got to see them quite a few times. <coughs> yeah, strange, strange one, chapters. Yeah, yeah, I just remember it being a thing for a while, 
Yeah. And I don't know if you played many gigs outside of Coventry. Or no, we, we we played like a couple in Coventry and played in Leamington. I think that was it. Mm. Uh, I think I only played maybe three gigs, and that was it. Fair enough. We did we did various. Did you ever hear Only Up, which was like a Coventry yeah. super group? It was um, was it Dan Contrill and Axon as well? Yeah. So Christoph again was playing yeah. drums. It's like a hardcore band, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just yeah. hardcore band. Um, yeah. I, mean, I haven't thought Dan, about that Dan Quantrill on bass. Forever. Um, Axon on guitar, Andy Slattery, who was in the Plague Symphony. Um, and then me and James Fowler both do vocals. Yeah. And it was just really funny. Yeah. It was just really All the yeah. lyrics were very funny. I never saw you, I don't think. I think oh, it was like it was such a good laugh. We weren't seeing each other so much, but like... Yeah. Um, yeah, and loads of really good good shows. We, yeah. played, we ended up play, playing loads of like punk shows, like really hardcore shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember we played with um, we played with Outbreak. Didn't it? Did That's you? right. Yeah, and Outbreak, I was like at the time, were such a good fast hardcore US hardcore band. They were like just really really good. But then on the show was like a band called Line of Judah, who were like Euro hardcore band, who were like amazing. Yeah. Um, I think your demise might have played it as well. I don't yeah. know if you remember your demise. Yeah, yeah. They, they were like yeah. shit, and then <laughs> um, I mean, if anyone from your demise has listened to this, <coughs> they'll know that they were too shit, bad. Yeah, that they were really shit. Yeah, um, and they went on to be. Did you ever hear they were like a hardcore punk band, mm. and I think they got signed to a label or something, and then they got a new singer, and all their singing was like pop punk singing, like oh God, and it was like a day to remember, right? That, that really right. rubbish. Yeah hardcore punk whatever they are I yeah. don't know what they are but anyway um, <laughs> I think they might have played it and then some local bands but oh, it was so funny we played had a really good show uh, Montana had a show that afternoon as well yeah because it was like they had a day show around the corner at the, the Rainbow just down the road and then we were playing like this evening show mm. so obviously half of the band were in Montana yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a really good show and then Outbreak played and uh, the PA was really shit mm. and it broke oh no and the singer was so fucked off and he was getting really really angry and he just went I'm not fucking doing it anymore mm. I'm not playing anymore and the drummer was like giving him shit like this is room full of kids yeah the drummer was having a go at him and he just uh, the singer just went well how about I take your drum kit away and we'll see if you can play in the show (laughs) (laughs) and then he just walked off brilliant he just and I was just like how can you argue with that like have you ever seen a band split up on stage because I don't know if I've I've probably said this on the podcast never I once saw Red Right Hand literally splitting up on stage really it was their last gig and amps kept going wrong guitars were breaking and they literally had a paddy and like the guitarist threw his guitar on the floor and stamped on it and just left the room no way Did, just r- walked out that's so awkward uh, Pete who was the vocalist for Narcosis at the time right, was okay. the singer for them oh yes I remember yeah uh, I remember he was really drunk and he was just screeching into the yeah. microphone while they just like did feedback uh, Chris from Narcosis picked up the guitar that had been stamped on and tried to play the chords that, that the other people were playing yeah. and then Paul Rauschen on bass at literally 
was hitting himself on the head with his base and it's split in two. Really? Well, I think, well, he was hitting himself on the head with the bass and he was bleeding and then he fell over and he got up and half of his guitar was gone. Like it was a wooden, yeah. like a one piece yeah. kind of thing and it had snapped. Jesus. I've never seen anything like it. It was hilarious. It was Red Right Hand before Narcosis. They were, a, I think they were another super group. So yeah. it was like people from... Because I do remember them. From Someone from Liverpool on guitar, someone from Leeds on... Base was, it like some other was, it, was it like someone from Beecher? Or something I think like so. That? Yeah, because they were all like yeah. It it was like a a doom band in the in the sort of like style of you know old doom. Yeah, like big hanging chords and screeching. Yeah. they were really good, but like yeah, they never really played any gigs. So or if they did, they usually cancelled. So yeah, like um, a lot of those bands. Yeah, would do. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess if you like have people from all over the country, you, it's hard to play gigs. But still. yeah, I think if you ever booked a band from Newcastle, it was mm. guaranteed that they were probably going to pull out. Right, like I've not had many pull out in the time. To be honest, like I think there was a there was a band from around here who we played with on tour once, and they had a really good. Um, they they complained about where they were on a known fest um, order. Yeah. Like out of ten bands, they were like. Can you say who they, who they were? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Uh, they're called <laughs> Ball versus Bear. Oh yeah, fuck it out. They were rubbish. <laughs> yeah, they were rubbish. They were really yeah. shit. Um, but they they were playing. And f- I think I remember this. As they well. played fourth. On, they were playing fourth on bill out of ten, which is quite good, yeah. considering no one knew them. And yeah, yeah. And um, on the day, I just got a text message saying we're going to pull out. <laughs> Nothing else. I was like, are you sure? And then I didn't get a reply. I was like. <laughs> Fucking hell. So someone played, I think Stafford played twice. But were day. you saying, are you sure, as in, are you sure? Are you sure about what you're actually saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, like do, are, are you, you sure of yourself right now? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like someone saying, oh, the I thing, feel it. The thing I remember well. most about it is there was no apostrophe. <laughs> and that really annoyed me. We're going to pull out. We're going to pull out. Gonna as well. Yeah. <laughs> I like to fuck that band then. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember them. Very as shit. Yeah, um, not that I want to go off on slagging bands off. Let's <laughs> let's do a list now. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh, Flatlands, yeah, bands, Miramar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gone. We'll, we'll go on record saying all the bands we've ever played with were shit, yeah. apart from us. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>, including us. <laughs> yeah. Is there any band that you can think of that were just really shit and really shitty people as well? Um, maybe that's too difficult a question oh there's got to be someone I'm sure there was no not not yeah. that it springs to mind can you not really no you said that this no, makes for good, good podcast yeah content, yeah just but... thinking yeah yeah <laughs> um, no I yeah um, there were certain people that I, I you know had run-ins with but like it was usually solved by actually explaining I hated everyone <laughs> there's so many people that are just disliked yeah. Yeah. maybe that's because I'm just a negative person or I'm just a twat but like there was just a lot of people well, I think that... in an arena where you're literally putting yourself on stage if you're not someone's cup of tea you've got to kind of just ignore that yeah and like yeah, yeah. you know if you're yeah if you saw someone like preening on stage like being like really like over yeah. the top you'd be like what a knobhead you know but that's fair enough yeah. it's like they're putting themselves out there and it's like when people complain about, we don't get it very often, but if people complain about a review on the website, we've always said, well, we're an honest 
website we don't like we're not going to be nice to you just because mm. you sent us some music we're, we're going to listen to it and say what's good about yeah. it and what's bad about it like and they get surprised when we pan it it's like well you asked us to yeah <laughs> you know you didn't we didn't say we're going to say you know just list what's good about it yeah well I remember one band being particularly shitty and they're a shit band and they still ask this day uh, Enter Shakara. really yeah they played yeah. this uh, all day out and mm. they we were playing directly after them because obviously we were lots better than, than them <laughs> we were the successful ones right um, they brought all their own monitors and yeah. everything oh, yeah, that's and funny. the change over time at an all day out is, is, is yeah and it's difficult and as you know from doing all day it's like you're trying to keep everyone in that room for as long as yeah. possible yeah like you just the 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 feeling if you're playing in a band yeah of watching everyone watch a band and then walk out as you're setting up and just think it's the worst oh, isn't it yeah. is anyone going to actually watch us the, the worst thing is the fight if if people used to do I used to do it and sometimes like what I call the five o'clock tea break yeah so like if you have bands on from like half past one or two yeah you have a break at like six and say oh you know everyone go everyone's going to eat now yeah or like this is when you go and eat you, you're praying that at least three quarters of those yeah, people yeah, come back. back. So they're like, yeah. do you know what? They could just go down the pub. Yeah, because you used to have breaks, didn't you? They're within their rights to just go to the pub yeah, and not course. come back. Yeah. But they're paid like six or seven pounds yeah. to get in. So hopefully. And especially if they've, they've already watched four sh- bands that they think are shit. Yes. And they're yeah. like, can I be asked? Because I used to, there was loads of all days where, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty for, I got into a real bad phase of just not watching bands because I wasn't interested. <laughs> yeah it's it's easy to do as well of course like, especially when when you're touring as well and you're just like there's that whole thing about touring where it's like an unwritten rule if you want people to watch you you have watch to watch them, them. Yeah. which is fine like yeah. I'm completely okay with that but then you do get to a point where you're like oh, I'll let I'll, I'll let someone else in the band watch yeah <laughs> watch them as long as yeah. one of us is yeah. watching them then yeah. cool um have you ever watched a band so bad though that literally all of the audience leaves and you're the only one left and you're awkwardly standing there watching a terrible band? Yeah, yeah, That's the worst. I, I, it is bad. It's bad when um, you're that band playing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there as well, yeah. Yeah. When you go down really badly, but... You know. I've, I've had it where I've, the rooms were full and then people have slowly started leaving and then you're just left with a certain amount of people. Yeah. Not completely empty the room. But mm. I mean, you get put on all kinds of bills as well, don't you? So yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's expected. I mean, and you play music that only you like, so mm-hmm. or you're interested in. Yeah. So <laughs> good point. You, how 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 <laughs> you like for other people to like it? Like it doesn't really it shouldn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but no, Enter Shikari took a million years to get off the stage, mm. and they were quite bratty. And uh, they, yeah, uh, I don't know whether it's because everyone hated them at the time because mm. they used to get a lot of shit, right? Because of the way they acted and yeah. their style of music, and people they, they were playing in a, a, a scene that well, them and a few other bands like you bring me horizons and yeah, that brilliant band Penknife Love Life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that had a oh certain image God. and yeah. a certain look. and they were only ever going to be able to 
start off in these sort of alternative scenes mm. and these alternative scenes were never really going to accept them um, and obviously you know fair play to to people like Brendan Rodgers and Nancy Shikari because they've done quite well from it they've played yeah. the game the way they're meant to they might not make music that any of us are interested in what happened to um, Penknife Love Life oh, I don't I, I remember I had one of their CDs so someone gave me and it was in, it was in the, the rap for ages mm. um, that name is just it says everything about them that you need to know like it's going to sound like mid 2000s yeah or I remember watching them in Lincoln and they had a song I think it's this band yeah and they had a bit where it the music stopped and the singer said something like give me your best fucking shot uh, yeah, and it yeah, went, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. But it was like, oh my god, god, those bands really weren't to my taste. No, no, same. Well, there was um, it was really popular in Lincoln for about two years. So D Rail used to play quite a lot. Yeah, and they're a band that I never they they we played so many gigs with them. And yeah. they never spoke to us. Yeah, they're very strange. Strange, strange. I I didn't like their music either. No, um, we played. It was very chuggy, generic stuff, wasn't it? But yeah. Yeah, sorry, D-Rail. Didn't like you very much. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they were massively popular. They used to headline shows in Lincoln. And there was another band from Lincoln. It was two bands, two, like, what what I term haircut bands. Yeah. So it was um, Dead Girls Never Struggle, which is a terrible name. Brilliant. And... Dead I Girls. I can't remember the other one. <laughs> I can't remember. Dead it's gir- like um, dead girls never struggle. Yeah. Now what are they trying to say with that? Well, it's quite obvious, isn't it? It's yeah. Pure art, but I'm, I imagine it was like you wouldn't get away with that now. It's basically a take off of that other name, isn't it? Um, there was an American band called Pretty Girls Make Graves. Yes. So yeah. I presume they thought. But oh they, yeah. Well, weren't they like a like a weird indie band? Pretty Girls Make Graves. I think so. Yeah, I think but they, they probably were. just went. Oh, that's cool. Let's let's kind of turn that on its head and turn yeah. it unnecessarily dark. Yeah, that's yeah. quite. <laughs> What's the worst band name do you think you've ever encountered? Because I've, oh I've got a few God. in my head. Counteracts. That was <laughs> Caster pretty... Troy. Caster Troy. No. I hate hearing the words Caster Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, you watch Face Off anymore? Yeah, because it's a brilliant film. I'm going to take his face off. off. <laughs> brilliant line. Uh, it's a great <laughs> film. And you know what? Everyone talks about Nicolas Cage being mm. a bad actor, mm. but Troy acting, <laughs> being be Nicolas Cage, acting like. John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch this film now. I haven't seen it for years. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Why did he not get an Oscar for that role? Yeah. Because he's literally a bad actor trying to play a bad actor. Another bad actor, yeah. Because we have really to say, well. John Travolta is not a good actor. No. Like, at all. No. Um. He He's wooden. It's but I think that's what his appeal is, I think. He's yeah. just so yeah. rubbish and, like, it's like he's not aware of everything happening around him. I love it. I love it. He's like, he reminds me of, in a weird way, do you know the, um, what they're called? The hairy bikers? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the one with the beard seems right. to not know what's going on, on around him all the time. Yeah. Like, they'll talk, he'll talk, he'll be talking away and some, someone will interact with him and he'll just go, uh-huh, and carry on with something else. You're like, what? Yeah, it's that same yeah, kind yeah. of like ambivalence of, of just like, not, yeah. Don't know how we got onto that, but bad, bad names. Bad, bad names. Um, violent bad breakfast God. is the one I was. Violent breakfast. No, violent breakfast. Oh, violent breakfast. Oh, did you like them as bands? Yeah, they're really good. I think they're really good. Yeah. yeah. Violent breakfast is weird though, isn't it? Yeah. It's like screamo. But were they were they like French or Italian? Italian. Yeah. Did Italian. it translate differently? 
Possibly, maybe. yeah. Like it, maybe it was something that translated to violent breakfast. I don't yeah. know. Or maybe it's like a like waking up with a bad mood, or it's like a phrase yeah, that yeah. like, oh, I'm having a right violent yeah. breakfast today. Just got out. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, bum snuggle was always a funny one. Yeah, very but I, funny. it got it got used so much. And we talked about them so much and played with them so much that it just became, became like normal. normal. Yeah. And when other people heard you were playing with them, they'd go, what? Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. You know. Almost, yeah. Right. I don't like all the puerile ones, like all the gore, gory ones and shit like that, in like fetal juice and yeah, stupid stuff like that. Yeah, stuff that I think is like meant to shock. Mm. Like obviously anal cunt is is yeah. is, is meant to do that, but yeah. at the same time it's meant to be a joke. So yeah, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't really think of it. it I, w- I should have just like got a box of flies out. Yeah, and and we should have just went through. I think pen discussion. for me pen knife love life is the worst. Yeah, the worst. It sums up a, an era I want to forget in yeah. in music. And when it, it when it took over, I was like really like miffed completely like yeah. I don't know what's going on like <laughs> some of the music some of the bands that they were inspired by were really good like Norma Jean you know but then Norma Jean <sighs> Dillinger and you know whoever yeah but then it, it yeah. was like a lot of rubbish as well I really it's, um, tight jeans floppy yeah. hair but do you um, know who was very I always thought was very like had a good hand in that weirdly and I don't think people would think this but Johnny Truant Johnny Truant yes be it were a very very good band tight jeans tight t-shirts mm. long mm. sweepy hair yeah and that was the first time I'd seen that in the UK scene yeah um, but they were very they their attitudes weren't the same as mm. the people that they yeah. maybe inspired yeah. I think but they were then, a bit more like about music, weren't they? They were a bit they more were. about like making quality albums and stuff, whereas the yeah. others were kind of like. I I used to like compare it to like a conveyor belt of riffs. It was like like chug 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 yeah. chug chug chug, and then it like squeak. Yeah. They'd, they'd all do like a, a pinch harmonic and then into something else. Yeah. And that was literally yeah. the sound. There was it's, nothing good about it. Like, I mean, obviously the big band of that was Bring with Horizon mm. and. Well, they knew when to stop that, and they evolved, and they changed, and yeah, you know, I do respect them for that. It's very strange, isn't it? And obviously, there's probably the people that are going to listen to this that are either friends with them or mm. friends and friends of them or whatever. And but I'll be honest about it because I think they're a very very good band now. Yeah, and I think they've done very well, and I think their last three albums mm. have actually been very good. Yeah. Um. And but I think. A lot of their music before that wasn't very good. Yeah, and but I think they'd probably admit that now, wouldn't they? They'd probably say, "Yeah, we, we didn't really know what we were doing." But. Yeah, and they got a lot of shit. And I think I, I saw an interview with them um, not that long ago, and they were talking about the amount of like hate that they got in the scenes they mm. were in. And for me, I'm, I, I was, I was just thinking, yeah, but you were terrible. <laughs> But you, but they were, yeah. I, I, do you remember that show that Mark put on Boston Beatdown? But it was in Lincoln. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they played, and uh, his hair extensions fell out. Mm. Do whatever you want. 
be whoever you want to be. But that was fucking funny. <laughs> it do was. Know, do, it was. Do, do, do you know what I mean? And I, did, I initially didn't like them as people mm. because they, first time they played in Contra, they smashed two lights and didn't care. Right. They just didn't care about it. Yeah. But I always think like they were kind of, they were very, very young when they started. They, they were, yeah. And I feel like they, they probably got carried along the wave of, of a hype. Yeah. Initially, and I think I remember them saying, or or they sort of like talk to slow mo or someone in Sheffield and just said, look, how can we improve our sound? Really? And they they knew that they were like nearly there. Yeah. And they were doing very well from their image and their their gigs. Yeah. I mean, we like Flatlands played with them once in the Crifters Arms. They turned up yeah. with fifty kids, all with the yeah. same hair. Yeah, yeah. Played an amazing set. You know, full of energy and everything. Yeah. And then they all left, and then the gig of was course. left to yeah. like us and some other band from Sheffield. And that's the thing. Like, like, I think their fans were were like annoying more than the actual band. In the fact that their fans would come. Well, they weren't music fans, but like no, they just yeah. We obviously like stood there in in pubs and watched any band that was on stage and gave yeah. them a fair chance. But yeah. they were literally there for like the the appeal of how they looked and the the lifestyle yeah. that they yeah, kind yeah. of put across on it so yeah. we, we're seeing we saw it from like a jaded perspective right from the start yeah but I'm I'm always really proud when I see them on big things it's like fucking hell like they've done so well yeah I think and fair play to and, and the scale that they're at now because yeah. it's it's very strange isn't it because band, bands are big and then bands are like massive yeah and I think that it's safe to say they're probably one of those massive bands yeah. now because they're worldwide massive in America massive in Europe massive in the UK was it like two years ago where it was Arctic Monkeys headlining Glastonbury and Bring Me The Horizon played the same um, weekend or was it separate times but More either way similar. like I was amazed to see both of them like commanding like audiences of thousands it was it's, it's very strange isn't it yeah because Arctic Monkeys is a weird one about because <coughs> they played at the Grapes around that time they did, when, yeah. when we played that first when we played the Grapes as Castro and I remember seeing their name and being like what the fuck is that yeah yeah but like I remember around that time because the Grapes was like um, pretty cheap to hire I think it was like 40 quid oh yeah I literally I remember you telling me it was 40 quid and then when the Arctic Monkeys blew up yeah every, this is probably why I know cause every indie band who <coughs> every indie band who um, had the in front of their name wanted to play the grapes because that was where you because the where you came famous it, yeah and or, so it's or under the boardwalk was it boardwalk yeah boardwalk or Casbar or yeah but yeah that it suddenly went from forty quid to sixty quid to eighty quid to about hundred quid oh, in about two years and I was yeah. like this is crazy but you know no no complaints with that I mean you got an amazing venue you got um, a sound guy. And lights and everything, and it was yeah. great. But like, um, that was such a strange time to be a, a, especially in metal. Like every other venue was having like indie nights and stuff. Yeah, it was very hard to kind of carve out a niche, but we did yeah. somehow. Yeah. So it worked. It, yeah, as as things are, it was very short lived anyway. Like that kind of trend. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, going back to the, the bring me thing, it is very strange because they're a massive band they're doing well now they're, they're actually like I said I think they're making decent music now which a lot of people are afraid to admit <laughs> no, no one wants to admit and no one wants to slag them off anymore 
yeah. which I think is really funny yeah. because I don't care about it because I just think they weren't my cup of tea. They annoyed me initially. Yeah. Um, and we played a f- we played a couple of shows with them, where they were actually um, very shy. Yeah. Very quiet, um, but like polite and yeah. nice. And you stuff. can't imagine it now, can you? Um, At all. And then obviously Dean Dean worked with them and yeah. and, and met them and hung out with yeah. them through Dean, and they were all like really nice people. Yeah. Um, Strange how things pan out, isn't it? Yeah. But like I said, I'm not gonna. I'm just because someone's nice doesn't mean I'm gonna say they're band of good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a weird. It's a very weird one, isn't it? Coming from that scene that we were all part of to like the world famous. There's a band now that are like yeah. <coughs> massive. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I can't think of any of the band names <laughs> shit <What>? band names <laughs> yeah I think we've gone on a, on a sort of tangent, a tangent there, but that's, yeah. what, that's what this podcast is about to be honest um, so I think we're going to sort of end things there but we're going to end with a Love Hurts track so I don't know if you just want to explain what Love Hurts was because it was kind of, kind of like a departure from Castle Troy but with most of the same members wasn't it yeah so I'm probably going to go off on a tangent with this Um <laughs> Castletroy ended <coughs> in probably the uh, very normal way that bands uh, end. I don't know, it's, it's very strange. So uh, we were on tour with Monarch, tour bus burnt down Oh yeah. whilst we were driving. Yeah. So this is the Doom Band Monarch from yeah. France. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So, Still going on. Yeah, inc- incredible yeah. band, incredible people. Mm. Um, mad stories about them. Yeah. Like the singer and. Um, the guitarist got kidnapped in France once and uh, shot. Right. Like properly, some some like crazy guy kidnapped them, put them in the boot of his car, drove them out to the field to kill them. Right. And one of them got free and he shot them, and then just like drove off the car, drove into a house, and uh, the police were obviously uh, came. Yeah. Oh my God. How insane is that? They've yeah. got a lot of bullet holes and scars and stuff where where they got shot. I mean, I might be. <laughs> this is just what they they was they were telling yeah. us at the time, so I might got bits of that wrong, but yeah, how insane is that? Yeah, <laughs> like we then, think we've uh, got stories. From yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we nah, we, we were practicing well, then, one or we were kidnapped. Uh, Manatees got threatened with a shotgun in really? France. So it's something about France and metal. They yeah, don't like it. They don't like it. Yeah, they played some venue, and I think it was Lille, um, and the guy at the bar kept telling him to turn down like I don't know if anyone's familiar with manatees um, they were always incredibly loud like in- yeah. insanely loud yeah, like yeah. almost too loud like sickening like it would yeah. make you feel ill yeah like, but that was their thing yeah like big mat amps yeah, yeah. and you know um, and this guy Leo kept telling him to turn down and they, they were like just making gestures as if they were turning down they weren't no, okay. and in the end he just came <clears> out with a shotgun and said you need to leave really and so they did that's insane you know? <laughs> yeah what a story played, we played a few gigs with them in, in France and um, in Holland and Belgium and um, we didn't play that one thankfully but yeah yeah but the, yeah I've I've been deaf for days after seeing that band yeah that cra- crazy so. crazy love yeah. but yeah um, we uh, we were on tour with one of Torbus caught fire Dan from Beecher was driving us um, he had to just go yeah I can't do this now because my Torbus is is Mm. Or van, whatever. Um, 
we ended up all playing the show that night in Leeds. And we had to cancel the show the next day, and we, uh, I don't know if you knew too much about the cast of Troy, we just didn't cancel shows. Right. Even, even if we yeah. didn't want to play it, or we had something else going on, we would always make sure we played shows. And I think a few, some of us weren't very happy mm. um, doing the band. I think we were at a point where we did actually want to play more shows and we were playing shows and people like, like it was coming a bit pointless. Um, so we were a bit, get a bit, I think we were getting a bit jaded with the scene maybe. Um, called it quits. Um, tried to start with the band that didn't work out because mm. Clarky and Tom moved to Sheffield mm. um, started another band later on when they moved back called Mark Axon oh yeah um, oh god yeah I missing, that. missing the vowels except for the yeah. 1A uh, I've got the um, tape the demos to see yeah. yeah really really fun like yeah. Yeah. hardcore band um, and then we just didn't do anything for ages James did Dark Pills um, good really good Doom, yeah, amazing doom band um, and we'd always said me and James had always said from like sort of me in we always wanted to do a garage punk band mm. like I mean like the hives and the strokes and yeah. that, that sort of yeah. like 80s sort of yeah sort of uh, yeah. garage sort of rock punk um, Clarky is one of those people that is an amazing guitarist but is probably lazy right I don't want to say he's lazy because it might sound like I'm being mean but it's <laughs> it's in a, a meaning like it's, he's not bothered right incredible guitarist but he'd be happy to just sit and just play like cover like mm. the Beach Boys just sit and play the Beach Boys on the guitar that's do you know what I mean yeah. like he, 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 he doesn't really like writing songs but he's a great songwriter like you can just go to him like write something like this and he just writes a riff and it's amazing yeah and he likes all those sort of bands and so we were like okay we'll get him to do it we'll, mm. we'll ask him to do it if he wants to do it he was really up for it and then we've got Dan Fowler to play bass because again all very similar into the, as bands start just into this is the sort of band we want to do and we were all into those sort of bands so yeah we just did it but it was we, we had a bit of a set of rules for it where we basically just said if it's not fun we're not going to carry on doing it we won't break our backs to play shows we won't mm. like go out of our way to do anything that we don't necessarily want to do it's just about having fun playing some shows playing some songs um, <clears throat> writing some decent songs yeah and that's pretty much how it came about and it we, we did quite well mm. we were doing quite well mm. and um, it was loads of fun um, again we, we just had a sort of attitude of like We'll practice on the day of the gig, like we. But we had like we would write songs in the sense that we wouldn't see each other for two months, mm. and then we would have like a six-hour practice session. Yeah, and we'd just write. Yeah, and I think every song we wrote, we probably did in about three practices. Yeah, 
we it just we like like the first EP that we did. I think we just wrote like in two or three hours. But that's what is so good about that band. I think because it's it sounds like we've just made this. We've just literally thrown this together. Yeah. And it sounds like it's got that like initial like practice room energy to it. Yeah. Rather than like oh well, let's think about this. Let's write a catching other bit. Yeah. Let's keep adding to it. That's why the songs are only like a minute or two. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Because they're just they're, they are just catchy and it was just literally verse chorus verse chorus that yeah. and then end it. Did you have more fun playing that live as well? Because I feel like yeah. you, it was more kind of like calm, wasn't it? Yeah. But still fast and frenetic. And yeah. Energetic. Um, yeah, I had loads more fun. I think mm. the earlier shows where I couldn't really sing very well and hadn't really found. I don't know if you remember, like you might have thought that there was something wrong with the PA just right. hear my vocals but it was just because I wasn't singing loud enough and right. I did that okay. for the first few shows you weren't confident with it yeah I wasn't yeah. confident at all with it and then I got more and more into it because I was having more fun mm. and to be fair I was, I was probably drunk or stoned when I was doing it because <laughs> at that time I was, I was I was smoking like a lot of weed and um, and weirdly felt like I needed to to, yeah. to perform yeah which I'd never, I'd never had that before. That's weird. And I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I, I need to have at least four or five beers and mm. a joint before I play, because right. it'll make it loads more fun. Mm. Which is normal. Those bands do that. Yeah. Those people do that. But for me, I'd never, never needed to do that. Mm. And I got into a, like a, a bit of a cycle of doing that. It wasn't. It was no problem doing it, but. I just noticed that, that I was doing that habit. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was, it it was loads of fun to play, and I was way more confident in that band, like mm. with crowd interactions and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I think you you used to like face the rest of the band like in Castle Troy quite yeah. a bit, and yeah. you know like look at the floor and and whatever. But in that other band, it was kind of like you're a bit more of a showman, like at yeah, front. yeah, like yeah. You actually sort of like played up to the the kind of the back kind of band you're in I guess yeah so maybe it's just like you felt more comfortable in that yeah yeah style. definitely yeah. and I, I, I really enjoyed it was it. fun to watch wasn't it well for me it was yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant to yeah. watch yeah. I loved watching it but I mean you played um, you played that gig in Audacious and it was great like with uh, Disability and some others no it was uh, oh, Female, female that's Smile it. that's it which was Gary Gary Payne that's band, right yeah uh, with Tom Wagstaff did you, did you ever know Tom he did um, a band called Knives from Birmingham. Oh, right, yeah. They Jeez. were very, very popular. And they were good, weren't they? He might have been in Dead Sun Rising. Oh, yeah, remember them as well. I think he might have been in Dead Sun Rising. God, Dead Sun Rising, that's, that's going yeah. back years and years, isn't it? I'm pretty sure they played a Supersonic, Dead Sun Rising, at uh, one point. Yeah, yeah they, they, might have, they, they might be involved with it in some way, I don't mm. know. Um, I think some of them own like a craft beer bar in town. Right. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, Love Hurts was fun, made loads, of, again, weirdly, made friends with Sheffield bands. So and we recorded everything in Sheffield. <coughs> um, yeah, we were obviously friends with Dry Hughes, who Mark was in. Yeah. Um, and they helped out a lot. <coughs> um, but yeah, it, it was, it was really good fun. And we just stopped doing it. I think because um, James lives in every city that's 
as far away as possible. Yeah. Like every sort like of Newcastle. Yeah. Um, Surrey. Yeah. Like he he was moving. He was he's moved about quite a lot, so it made it a bit more difficult to him. But then he's he's in negative space who they play a lot and still manages to practice mm. and play mm. gigs and tour and stuff. James is in James Clark's in Sheffield. Uh, Dan Fowler didn't carry on doing it. Um, just through, I think he was he was quite busy, and uh, I think he didn't want to play as many gigs as we wanted to play. It's just circumstances sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Dan Mills from Montana played oh, played. Yes. The, yeah. He didn't play any shows, but mm. he he did the record. He did the last record, yeah. um, and he mastered it as well. Yeah. Um, but you know what it was with that actually, and I'm just remembering. It took us forever mm. to master it right. and to mix it, and I think that put us in a position where we went, oh, "I'm not bothered about doing that it anymore." Kill bands, can't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and then when we eventually put it out, it was wasn't... sick of it. Well, it was. It just wasn't received as well as we we right. thought it would be. I was yeah. like, "These are some of the best songs I've ever written in a band. Yeah. Like, they're so catchy. They're really like, I reckon we could actually do something with this band." I'll have to see if we reviewed that to be honest I'm pretty sure we did I think we did I think we reviewed most of the yeah. stuff but but like and that they are all really catchy songs and I, I was it just didn't do very well at all like we only sold a few tapes we did everything on tape we only sold a few of them um, but then we didn't play any shows around, around the time so um yeah, it was a bit weird. We played our last show in Canterbury, I think. I've just looked up, just on air, I've, I've looked up. <laughs> you did an interview with me in 2013. Oh, brilliant. Love Hurts. I wonder, I wonder who answered the questions. <coughs> it would have been. It's, it's you. Was it me? We okay. got the front man, title at his request, Mark Finney, <laughs> to ask him just what his deal was. Um, what does the title of your new release mean? Uh, Piers, Morgan, Piers Morgan suggested to James Clarkey, uh, Ch- James Clanky as a song title because I think it's what he thought our music sounded like and you can't argue with that guy. So I guess that was party riffs. Was it party riffs? Yeah. 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 You can't argue with that guy. And the thing is, I think I suggested party riffs. I think I said Did you it sounded like party riffs. Oh, yeah, know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it, it became that. Brilliant. Um... Yeah, there's a brilliant picture of you on there. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. is there any of the good answers? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued. Uh, what are each band member's spirit animals? And you can't have turtles. James Fowler is quite like a rat, so a rat. <laughs> Dan Fowler likes climbing things, so he would be a monkey. James Clark would be a sloth, and I would probably be a shark. If I saw a shark, I would find it hard not to jump on it and ride it like a horse. So you know, we, we asked really important questions. No, yeah. and got really important answers from that. We yeah, we'll have to read that after. But yeah, it's we did a few interviews. Like mm. um, it's not serious. Yeah, yeah, we got asked to do in weirdly for the, that band. We got asked to do interviews. Mm. So anyone that reviewed it tend to like for their zine or can we have an interview? As can well? we do an interview? <laughs> and um, it would usually be me or James Fowler that would reply. <laughs> oh yeah, there were some really funny James ones, weren't there? Yeah, I think that's James, probably why I interviewed. Because the amount of times that James would go, I don't know. Oh, so, no, it, it's a like, oh, so and so asked us to do an interview. 
I've, I've answered the questions. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this now. And I'll yeah. be like, oh, oh brilliant. Yeah. And, and, and he'd go, it was so funny though. Check the email and you can see the answers. And I'd check them and I'd just be like, yeah. But that's what I want because James doesn't care about yeah. like image or anything. Yeah. Image or anything like that. He He's just like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. care. So for him, if those people were to come back and be like, well, we're never asking them again. Yeah. Just like, so Don't what? Don't care. <laughs> and he do, it doesn't mean anything, does it? Because James has been, obviously, he's one of my best friends and he's been a massive influence on me. Um, but he is just like, you could go, here's a million quid and the band that you're in. You get to keep a million quid, that's yours, that's your payment. We're going to make you the biggest band in the world. He's saying no. He'd be like, nah, I'm all right. Yeah. yeah. He'd just be like, it's a million quid, but I don't want my band to be the biggest band in the world because I know I'll have to completely compromise everything about yeah. myself to yeah. be in that position. And I love that about him. Mm. I love that he, mm. he just doesn't care about that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I wouldn't, I'd just be like, yeah, sound. Yeah, like, let's like, do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm yours. Whoever got a suck. <laughs> um, oh my God. But yeah. Yeah, hopefully um, there's some interesting things. I've said some interesting things. You know when like you have when you see like say like Parkinson, and they say like who's your best guest? Yeah. Or who's your worst guest? Yeah. And they say stuff like, um, like oh, I thought so and so would be really good. Mm. Like I thought it'd be really good and funny, and it'd yeah. be it'd be full of anecdotes. But then they were just an asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's what it's like. <laughs> what today? Yeah, <laughs> like Lenny Henry. Um, yeah, you've you've been the equivalent of um, Rod Hall. Yeah. With Emu. <laughs> now, could you imagine if someone came on the podcast and wouldn't shut up and like? I, mean, yeah. I, I had to like shut them down. Yeah. And, like, get off. <laughs> Can you just get off? Stop talking, please. <laughs> no, I think people enjoy this because if they know you, then they'll they'll get a bit out of it. And I think if they don't, then um, they'll be able to like delve into music and understand what we're talking about yeah I mean I, 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 <laughs> I'm really convinced yeah <laughs> yeah. I mean I could, if, if we'd planned it a bit better we could, I could have said oh, I'll talk about this this and this um, yeah but then I think we've covered subjects today that we wouldn't have if we had planned it as well. yeah. so I think it's been a really interesting one yeah I mean if it does well we'll do another one <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> part two no because I thought I, I, when initially when, when we said we were going to do it I thought Maybe we'll get into it a bit deeper. We can talk about mental health and stuff like that throughout, okay. throughout yeah. what through being in bands yeah. and what we've experienced. Mm. Um, because obviously, obviously, I have, and mm. yeah, we'll I, do I, that. Yeah, I think I think we, we it's all, important to talk about as well. And we know a lot of people that have probably experienced some form of mental, some form of mental health issues whilst they've been in the music scene and that might not be because of the music scene but yeah I mean I, common, I know that I've had issues after playing shows or putting a record out yeah or, oh god it's, and it's and it's on such a small scale compared to like well, I Chris say, Martin who obviously will probably get like criticised by millions of people yeah um, but it, mental health mm. it doesn't matter who you are I, I always feel like people who put themselves in bands I don't think people understand quite how much toy we have to put in it's, it's like really, a lot yeah. of shit that goes with it like it it's is. fun 
when it's gr- great, it's great. But when it's like, when it's rubbish, it's it's the worst. Like losing money and sleep and yeah, it's, it just it's, takes it, a toll. It's really small. It's like just driving for four hours to get to somewhere. Yeah. Playing to no one, yeah. Which, as much as I can sit there and go, we didn't care about mm. who. It still hurts, doesn't it? You're just like, it, oh. it, you might as well have just played in your practice room, yeah. Um, not getting paid, losing money. You, mm. you, I mean, you spend how much? Can you think about the amount of money you spent just going to a show on food and yeah. beer and things like I that? I don't want to think about the number of how much I've spent on being in a band. band. And do you know what? When I stopped, this has gone on to this hour, hasn't it? But yeah. um, when I stopped being in a band, I suddenly had loads of money. And I was like, what yeah. the hell have I been spending this money yeah. on? And I realised it's like beer at every gig, yeah. if you don't get paid in beer. Um, Travelling to the gigs. Yeah. The food, which was always junk and shit. And yeah. Because as much as people would provide food every now and again, you weren't always going to... No. Be no. in it, no. Which is like the takeaways I've been in, yeah. Like dodgy chicken shops I've been because in. Because <laughs> it's funny as well. How many times have you played a gig and then had to have food afterwards, <laughs> or like the amount of kebab shops that you go to after a gig on the way home? Yeah. It was just it. I feel like every band I've been in, that's always been a thing. It's so <laughs> weird, isn't it? Oh yeah, let's quickly get some food. Yeah. Or, or pizzas or whatever. Um. Yeah, it's 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 really, really weird. There's loads of stuff we haven't spoken about. <laughs> I'm just remembering we could, stuff. We could now. do we could do a part two. Yeah, I tell you what, we'll commit to a part two now, and then we'll yeah. put, we'll do it again in a few months because I've yeah, enjoyed 100%. it. Because we haven't spoken about like why we're not in bands anymore, or why I'm definitely not in band anymore. And okay, um, yeah, we'll do that. We obviously toured together and sat yeah. next to each other for <laughs> far too for, long. For ten days. Yeah. Which yeah. was I think we were both starting to actually go mental. Yeah. We 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 went a little bit delirious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's do a part two. That's something to look forward to. So definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll end with um, I think we're gonna play Love Rivals from Love Hurts. Yes. So and um, I'll talk well, just one I'll talk about this. Just one more thing. Just one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dunno Colombo. This song and uh, some of our friends will probably listen to this and uh, like from Coventry yeah this song is 100% about people's girlfriends cheating on them <laughs> brilliant